Hey everybody, um, we were actually caught up in some schedule clearance uh, so that we couldn't um, we couldn't actually uh, record an, um, an episode after the Sheriff game. So apologies for that uh, to begin with. And just to mildly touch on the Sheriff game, it was it was quite brilliant, like how we uh, paid them back. What do you think? What do you guys think? Like the uh, about the sheriff game? Just, just, just a, you know, lightly touching on it since we couldn't cover it. Okay, uh, I'll go first. Um, I think it, it was a very good display, right? Um, like we were expecting that sheriff would sit back and then cause us problems on the counter. I think towards yeah. the beginning there was a bit of that, but then uh, as the match went on, it, yeah. You know, as the match went on, we 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 were able to control them, and I think I think the players played very well, especially Modric. I enjoyed his performance, and yeah. I think Essencio was also pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Car Carvajal also had like one of his best games. So yeah. I think overall the team was pretty good, and like I, I enjoyed watching that game. Yeah, actually, yeah, it was a good game, and you pointed like yeah, like Luca was good. Actually, I feel like the midfield was good. Actually, Luca Modric and Tony Cross they were quite good. And to be honest, like, you know, watching Asensio these days, it makes me excited, man. Like, really, you know, because he's the person who has, how can I say, like, he, I'm not, like, he gives a taste of potential. And, like, you're still, like, okay, like, the guy is 25 and he's still, like, a potential. Like, he should no longer be a potential. He should be, like, the real deal. So, I hope, you know, maybe Mm -hmm. he's going to, he's going to hit the stride one of these days, man. Really, I do hope so. And finally, Benzema scored, like, during the weekend, he wanted to score. And... (laughs) Finally, in the midweek, he got in the goals as well, so that, that, that was good, actually. Essentio, um, um, to add on to Farouk's point, like, I noticed um, both in the Sheriff game and, and um, in, the, in the match uh, on the weekend, he bought, um, like, both times, he, he got into brilliant position, but it's his finishing that let him down. Like, usually, if it was Prime Essentio before his injury, he, he just buries them, like... Like without without even thinking twice, but yeah, if if he could actually uh, finish off those chances, we are looking at pretty good prospect, like um, and very um, much needed squad depth going into the crunch period. Actually, so you can also note like one thing I actually like liked about it was like confidence mm-hmm. is back with like he with Asensio. Like yeah. actually in the Sevilla game. Although mm-hmm. we're going to talk about that later a bit, like you could see, like there were places where like he could have passed, but he chose to take the shot. Okay, although he hadn't scored, but like I was kind of like happy about that because, like you know, it takes someone with confidence to actually, okay, I'm going to try this. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, it takes that confidence, and like you know, in the previous years, like unfortunately, like that has also deserted us since you like you could not, you know, not mm-hmm. run past the man, not looking mm-hmm. to shoot, just looking to play it safe and all that. So at least you yeah. know you're right actually that you know eventually you have to finish these chances, but I feel like. That will come eventually, you know. You keep getting the chance eventually, you start putting them in the back of the net. Yeah, I think I think that that's a fair point. SNCO's confidence has definitely improved with his play time. And I also think uh, the way Ancelotti is using him has really helped him. So mm-hmm. I think he's doing he's doing better with Ancelotti and his usage of Essencio. So overall, I'm pretty satisfied with how Essencio has done. But like yeah. Farouk said, you know, uh, He's already 25. Right now, we shouldn't be talking about his potential. It should be more about, like, you know, he, sh- he should be approaching his peak. But mm-hmm. with the sense here, we're still talking about his potential. So I think that's a bit worrying. It's basically about um, 
the 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 big injury that that put uh, you know Astana uh, in the works for him. Like it it just didn't take off after that. Like yeah, um, yeah, his well, injury was pretty serious. You know, I, I, yeah. I recall he was like his ligament, collateral ligaments, and his ACL. You know, he had like his pretty... three ligaments torn. Oh, and meniscus. Okay. Yeah, I'm not. I don't exactly remember it, but that's what I recall off, my, off the top of my head. So mm-hmm. yeah, I I think it was a pretty serious injury, and you you really Thank need you. to relearn how to walk. Essentially, even then he broke too. If if you remember his his his, his debut in the, the Super Cup, like it was it was just mad. Like he was always trigger happy, and the fact that we are like uh, obviously taking notice of uh, his eagerness to you know try a shot. You know, just just attempted is is uh, is a very positive sign that he's getting back to his very best. So uh, I yeah, just he, he, his debut season was you know it was like something like very superlative. Uh, mm. I still remember the goal he scored against Sevilla. I think it was a Super Cup debut. Like this yep. guy's playing his first competitive match for Madrid, and he's like you know he just lets one fly. So exactly. that guy really had confidence, and I think uh, to Farouk's point, I, I I don't know if I'm gonna say that same confidence is coming back or something, but I think mm-hmm. him taking those shots is a really good sign. But mm-hmm. uh, I think uh, he still really needs to improve some of the decision making because, mm-hmm. like, uh, okay, we're gonna talk about the Sevilla game later, but mm-hmm. at some in some positions he he could probably have passed to Benzema or someone, you know, somebody who yeah. was in a better position. And yeah. probably they could have scored, but anyways, I think uh, I wouldn't fall too much with him over these past few games. Yeah, uh, me neither, me neither. Um, but uh, yeah, so just rounding up the sheriff game because we shouldn't give much airtime to them lot because um, you know it was it was revenge served cold and yeah, it, it still was pretty good. Uh, but the other point that I wanted to actually bring up was uh, how well Blanco. Um, Came on and played played a role and yeah I think I, seen, I, I think I, and I would love for him to get some minutes you know here and there so that he he's just not you know um, being rotted away on the bench yeah I think uh, with Blanco it is like whenever he has been given an opportunity he has played well like even last season if you guys remember like whenever he start started under Zidane he did well right. And I think he's like one of the better players coming out from Castilla in recent years. So yeah. it's, it, it has been kind of disappointing for me to not see him get those same opportunities under Carlo, yeah. especially yeah. because I think his style of play is something that Carlo really uh, prizes in his uh, defensive midfielder. You know, somebody you can build out from the back. Blanco yeah. is really good on the ball. He's a really good passer and everything. Yeah. And, you know, Casemiro really struggles in in. In those duties, you know, whenever we're playing against a big team, Casemiro, yes. you cannot have him play out from the back because you know the opposition is going yeah. to press him. Blanco's physicality, uh, in my opinion, that lets him down. Like he's very, he's 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 a, he's a tiny guy uh, to be playing at his own CDM. Um, if, if he can bulk up a bit, you know, he he might have a case uh, for sure. Um, yeah, I think, I think that is a good point, but I think uh, with Blanco, it's like. Uh, He's done well with Castilla. He's done well with the Spain, you know, age group teams. So yeah. I, I, I think he has the potential to be a good player. Now, I'm Definitely. not sure if, if it is with Real Madrid or he needs to go out on loan somewhere to develop, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, I remember reading some rumors that Espanyol are interested in him, maybe for mm-hmm. January or something. So maybe that, that might be a good role for him if Carlo, you know, doesn't maybe see a future for him. Months, but Espanyol is not the club 
like yeah like they've been on the rise as of late because of rdt and whatnot but the like our loan policy should 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 improve uh you know really something else to i was actually going to say this like our loan policy just we just send players into like i don't know into garbage like for example i could remember like vale who like the man literally went to wolves and like all of a sudden it was what it is lunin went to valdolid and i can't even i don't know i don't think he go five or six games like consecutively at that team you know mm-hmm. and you keep and the list goes on and on like literally we just send guys to loan and into you know i don't like just into like a garbage like then what's the point let them just stay with us actually it is just the fact that um, like in 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 this day and age uh, with how football has changed no club is a pushover they'll be like why should we you know look after your player for you know the loan period and consistently start him and give him um importance where there there are players on their payroll uh, you know like full time permanent players so yeah i think with regards to the uh, loan policy i would like to say this is like um every time real madrid has like tried uh, has discussed loan deals with teams you know mm. uh, their management will come in and say something and then their coaches will do something else like yeah. uh, especially with uh, valladolid because it's like it's uh, a phenomenal team right ronaldo's team yeah, yeah, Ronaldo's so they, they they said that they would give time to lunin and i think it was javi sanchez and once they got there the issue was like their coach he said no 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 i i'm going to try, play with all the players and i'm not going to give time to lone players so lunin did not get any chance not neither is javi sanchez but the thing is mm-hmm. like we recall lunin and sent him to oviedo he, he got playing time there but yeah. javi sanchez stayed back and then they bought javi sanchez and mm-hmm. then they started playing him but before when he was at loan from madrid they did not give him a single game so this is something that happens you know and it's the same thing sometimes it's like players they want to go to certain clubs even though the club might like real madrid might not want to loan them there because like uh it's the case with renier right renier is mm-hmm. like uh he says that uh, dortmund came to him and convinced them of their plan for him so he wanted yeah. to go there real madrid were like they weren't very sure they wanted to send him to dortmund but mm-hmm. because the player wanted to go there so they said okay fine we'll sanction a loan deal for you to go there and once yeah. he's gone there i think he's played like he started one game recently so mm-hmm. it, it has been a pretty bad loan for him i think he would have done better if he had to start off it was pretty promising because he was getting some minutes he was he was banging in some goals assisting some goals so it looked pretty bright uh, in the beginning but like yeah it has petered off As yeah, to be honest, I think like him moving to Dortmund was like a big deal, like because like he was just he was a youngster transitioning from you know South America to Europe. I thought mm. maybe like the Portuguese league would have suited him a bit more. The language is something he's familiar no, with. No, like yeah, yeah. there is definitely a case because like I don't know, man. Portuguese league is is good. Like it's not bad. Like we had Casemiro over there and whatnot, but. For me the Bundesliga is perfect for young players who who are very raw looking to you know just take baby steps into into professional uh, you have to account into like being he's a teenager he can't speak german you know he's going no, to german no, so like you have to account for all these things as well so it's better like if your adaptation is a bit slow you know one year in in portugal you know with whatever the average seems there you know mm-hmm. and then the next year you can shift to uh, a more top tier you know european league and actually try it out there as also there is that as well anyways on blanco actually i was going to make a point that we all know carlo and we've seen him before like in the la decima era as well this yeah. man doesn't trick man he finds his players and he plays them till they die 
Like literally, yeah. they die and we put their tools on and they still play, even in the, in the ground, man. Mm. So, so like really, I'm not very like optimistic for Blanco to be honest, because the point is like when the likes of Valverde get to feel full fitness, but for sure mm. these guys are even gonna make the bench most likely. He'll be fourth because he's like moving on since yeah we are pretty much done with Sheriff and uh, we have made it to the knockout. So big ups to the team and you know they they just. Uh, came away with a good win. So, uh, shifting our focus to um, Sevilla. Sevilla, coming into this game, like like Farouk mentioned, uh, Ancelotti, uh, basically, I think in the press conference, he said he can't press with KCM. Yes. Uh, he, he knows that he can't press with KCM, but he still intended to do it, which was a shambolic opening uh, 25 minutes that uh, I wish would have went differently, but I think because um, of the because re- of the way it went, because of how um, catastrophic Carvajal looked, how how disoriented our defense and midfield looked, uh, I I think um, that was a big big reality check. Because like most of our fans and most of the people on the red subreddit and the optimistic uh, portion of um, our, our fan base, uh, they, they, they didn't see this coming. But I knew for a fact, like once we get down to the wire and face good, well-drilled teams who have like a, not just a clear plan, but a plan to stop us, like it would, it would, um, it would be um, peak. So Sevilla coming into this game had just conceded one open play goal away from home this season, and kudos to the team, man. Like, yeah, I think being... I think they have the best defense in La Liga, Sevilla. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so so for, for me, the thing is like uh, the first thing that I noticed that was different from other games was uh, Casemiro's positioning. Like, mm. um, you know. Against Sheriff, Casemiro was the deepest flying midfielder and you know they wouldn't be bringing the pressure on. So, Carlo yeah. had him, you know, build up some attacks and stuff. But, like, mm-hmm. against Sevilla, Modric had to uh, drop drop back to yeah. protect Casemiro. And I mm-hmm. think that reduced Casemiro's uh, effectiveness. So, that was one thing that really, uh, that was that was different from previous games that we played. And mm-hmm. uh, Carlo Hall wasn't informed. Like, he had a shambolic game, you know. Like, this is the worst game I've had. I've seen him have in this season. Mm-hmm. And like you said, I think Sevilla, they pressed well, they defended well. Their centre-back pairing of Kunde and Carlos is like really, really good. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, Carlo got his tactics wrong at the beginning with the press that you mentioned. It's like uh, yeah. he had our players pressing high, that pressing and counter-pressing high. So I, mm-hmm. I like personally, I'm not a big fan of uh, our team pressing because we don't mm-hmm. have the players for it. And I, I think we play our best when we play the two uh, two banks of four. So yeah. I think Carlo should probably have stuck with that. I don't mm. know what you guys feel about that. Yeah, actually, I, I don't know. Actually, yeah, you're right, actually. But I feel like there was a huge gap, actually, in the midfield. Like, mm. how can I say, like, between, like, the attackers and the and the midfielders, like, the, it was so huge. And, like, literally, you could see, like, almost always, like, the guys just, like, it was just like knife through butter, I think, for the first 30 minutes, like with like, you know, with the severe attack. Like they were just like going to like literally always they could pass through so so easy. So it just I was just wondering, you know, but then actually you're right. Actually, now like I recognize the pattern actually you're talking about with uh Modric, you know, dropping deep into the 
Yeah, because I could I could remember it was more like it was even like more it was the, even the DM rather than Casimir yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah. So it was that and like Carvajal was just like, okay, it's Christmas, guys. <laughs> Carvajal was just like, it's Christmas, guys. Let's give the gifts early. So it was, you know, it was, <laughs> it was, it was interesting. But actually, Sunaid made a very good point. Like, really, like maybe you can remember Sunaid. Like in the <clears throat> in the pre- pre- previous episodes, I told like I was thinking maybe we are for the Champions League. Can you remember? I told you guys something like this. But actually, after watching this game for the first half, I was like, wow! Imagine this was a team with Lewandowski. Yeah. Like, we were done and dusted. That's just it. We were done and dusted. Rafa, man. <clears throat> like, even it's Paris, man. Man. even like the dysfunctional Paris, when we were done and dusted. Man City, Liverpool, all these guys, we, we were done and dusted, like, in 30 minutes. Yeah. I don't know, really. It's, it's just interesting. And, you know, it's very interesting also because the previous day, I was just reading what Sonic was saying. Mm. He said, I'm not going to press. Like, he said, like, why would I press with Modric and Cruz and Casemiro. He said this. And he said, like, I'll be crazy if I don't counterattack with Vinicius and all these things, right? But yeah, then yeah. we go to the game and we see, like, okay, what are we doing here? Mm-hmm. You know, like, he literally said this yesterday and today we're here sitting and we're... It was quite interesting. I don't know. Like, I'm, a, I'm a cry of, uh, you know, the second coming of Guardiola, but, like, in layman terms, like, I can I can put it into uh, into a simple phrase that our team can't press just like what uh, uh, Mo slash hockey just mentioned because um, slash I'm not a slasher eh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, for an effective press you, you need young legs and legs that don't tire out legs that don't give up unfortunately our midfield is composed of um, old heads and um, they can carry the team forward only so much using their heads man because the modern game is is much more about 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 the legs and it's very fast paced. Yeah, yeah, I think it's not just like uh, as you mentioned, you need young players to press, but also we need to, you know, we need to have an effective press, an intelligent press, and I don't think that is that those tactics are being implemented in training, and it's like it's really difficult to do it with our players because you know, uh, like. Benzema is like you expect him to score goals and then you expect him to press as well. And then mm. Vinicius, you want him to stay up for counterattacking, but then you want him to drop deep and press or maybe use up his energy pressing the back line of the opponents. Like it's really mm. difficult to do that. So I think with our team, it is a it is it is best if we sit sit back, you know, have those two two lines of four that have worked for us before. And you know, try yeah, to that. Like our team never used to be known for their pressing or just you know, yeah, like exactly gun, gun, gun metal football or anything like that. Because, yeah, okay, that's, that's what I was gonna point out. Sorry, sorry for interrupting. Like, the point is, like, okay, although like our midfielders are old, but like, yeah. I can't remember like Cruz playing a pressing football anytime. Like, I can't no. remember that. You know, okay, maybe Modric a bit, like, you can say, like, for Croatia and like for, was very tenacious, like, yeah. Yeah, two three years ago. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. He he do that, but I don't think and actually also to most point about pressing, like yeah, pressing is difficult. But the point is that if you don't have a coordinated press, as you guys said, like the training of the press, then it yeah. becomes like you know, going to the river with a basket. You just give every single time. You know, so that's the thing, like we need like a coordinated press or like it's no use at all. Yeah, I think that's the same thing with United, you know, against Liverpool where the where Liverpool started that was what came to my mind right now, actually. That was what came to my mind exactly. I was just like, wow. <laughs> yeah, because you know, 
they had no pressing triggers. They were just uh, haphazardly. Somebody would go and press, and while the other people were like, "Oh yeah, you're, you're pressing well, well, good job," and you're just sitting back and, and watching press them press. Everyone. And and you activate a player, and then you activate a press via a player. That's what United does, and that's what we do to a certain extent too. Because our like I've noticed our press triggers are not consistent. Like there is no consistent pattern to who goes down to close like a passing lane first. It's just I think it's just zones. Yeah, uh, like I would like to add, like uh, okay, I I disagree that our press is as bad as United because I no, think... no, no, it's not as bad. I'm just, I'm just telling you, I'm just telling okay. you. Okay, okay, yeah, uh, but yeah, I get the broader point that you're trying to make. Like, um, we do have some like uh, some planning about who to press and when to press, but the thing is, yeah. like, um, we can't do it effectively. No, that's the issue. I think that's the point that Sunet is making, and I, I definitely agree with that. Like, we cannot press effectively. Is like um, United, they just press whenever they want. I think uh, United actually had a pretty good press against Chelsea over the weekend, and mm-hmm. if if we could implement something like that, but then the point is that United had to drop Ronaldo to execute it. They had to bring in some young legs players who you know with great yeah. stamina, but uh, we don't have that. So mm-hmm. I think we yeah. should not go for a press or counter press system especially in the opposition half we should like stick to defending in our own half and you know try and counteract attack with Vinicius I don't know man like maybe we should uh, approach the pressing um, the pressing uh, side of how how we manage games uh, game by game or open open, like I don't think our squad is well equipped to handle a pressing philosophy at the moment. I think uh, uh, Carlo sort of implemented that in the second half against Sevilla when, uh, you know, mm-hmm. in the first half we really struggled and the only reason we went uh, back at equal terms was because of that error by Bono. But yeah. uh, like when we came out in the second half, I think the press was a bit reserved. Uh, mm-hmm. They were still pressing on uh, occasions, but yeah. it was not as regular. And I mm-hmm. think he started using the uh, the two blocks of two banks of four, and mm-hmm. uh, even like the game I was watching, the commentators like what are they doing? They're letting Sevilla have all the ball. But I thought that mm-hmm. that was a really effective tactic because it cut yeah. off. We were sitting back at home, at home against Sevilla. That that's a big call. Big call. Like crowd was crowd was very uneasy. Like they didn't they didn't like what they saw because you know. But, but it that. worked, right? But it worked. It worked. It worked. It worked. Yeah, I think it, I, I, I was like, honest, uh, like how how much can you define work when like Vinicius calls a goal that's out of nothing? I think the so, the, so the, the point to point to make here is that like before uh, before we started doing that, we were struggling to have a foothold in the game. But yeah. like when Sevilla had the ball, uh, yeah, they had the ball. But what were they doing with it? They were doing nothing with it. Uh, mm-hmm. I think the best opportunities of the half came to us. Like we could have scored. At other points as well, even like uh, if you're like you mentioned, uh, Asensio had a miss that he could have scored like a couple of chances. Even other Mendy, players had Mendy a couple of chances. In the first half, I think Mendy put a, uh, Mendy gave him a ball on the plate. Like, yeah, yeah. Just, he just um, Asensio just booted it over the bar. Like it was a very good yeah. chance. I, did I, have a moment. Hmm. Sorry, yeah, I was just saying that even in the second half, we had a couple of chances that were better than Sevilla, and probably. If you yeah. would have backed anybody to score that goal, it would have been us rather than Sevilla because they could not create anything. Like, mm-hmm. you know, in uh, they had all the ball, but what were they doing with it? 
I yeah. think that's the important question to because, answer. Because they expected us to pounce and be very uh, counter-reactive. And like they were, they were just like, you know uh, how when you see certain team just sit back, like people don't, people doesn't know what to do. Like, you yeah. know, the, you have so much time on the ball that you never anticipated before. So especially when you come preparing for them, you know, when you come prepared that, okay, fine, fine. We're going to sit back and have them, yeah. let them yeah, have yeah, all the initiative. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. 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 Okay. Also, also, my, my point is like, really, if the game had finished 1-1, the narrative would have been different. The narrative would have been yeah. Madrid sat for 90 minutes, were dominated in their home and could not. It was just, I, I, I just feel like it was, okay, the goal was good and all that. Like, it was just, yeah. you know, a moment of individual brilliance that won this game, to be honest. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, it wasn't anything about the, you know, we sat back and gave the ball. Okay, yeah, like, we reduced, like, it wasn't like the first half of the shit, but like, it was just, you know, we were just allowing them to play with the ball around. Okay, there were no chances or anything like that, but... The commentator, I think commentator talked to Farouk just before he said this. He literally said, it wouldn't be a game without a last minute quote or save. Like, exactly. you know, it's as simple as that. Because if it wasn't for his save, we would be drawing uh, against Sevilla, which would have been catastrophic since we were uh, leading. But uh, I would still consider, since Sevilla has been in brilliant form, like they they have they've been very solid. Uh, they are third uh, in La Liga for a reason. Uh, a draw at home against them would have been bad considering circumstances, but still I would have taken a point. Uh, but man, a draw at home against Sevilla last year was what cost us the title, man. They did, they did, they did. But that's, that's the game where we lost the title, to be honest. Like just to uh, just to answer the point that Farouk was making, like um. If we had drawn the narrative, it would have been different, definitely. But the thing is, like, uh, we dominated against Sheriff like in the first game, right? The first time yeah. around when we lost to them. And yeah, when we lost, it was like, oh, Real Madrid lost to Sheriff. So it doesn't <laughs> really matter at the end of the day. You can play yeah. like shit and still have a different narrative. Well, you can that's, play like that's, that's very and, funny. and still, you know, the narrative is going to be different. So, that's... man, let's talk about the marking of Rafa Mir on the goal. Oh game. my God, I wanted to get, get into that, man. Like, what is even a marking? The lack of marking, rather. Like, wow. Yeah. When, when you mentioned, uh, let's talk about marking of Rafa Mir and I go, I was like, what marking? There is no marking. So what is there to be talking about? Wow. We don't, we don't man mark. We don't zonal mark. It's a mix. It's a mix of both. Like, from what I've seen. So you know like, the point of this, Sonic. You know, even on the show, like, you can recall, like, the... the uh, uh, before the sheriff game, I think, or after the sheriff game, like we were like we we were talking in the group, and you mentioned mm-hmm. Rafa game. Like you're not even like how can I say like you you're not even a coach. You're not paid to analyze the game and all these things, but you know yeah. this. We know this. So like even they know this as well. I'm sure the coaches have earmarked. Okay, this guy is like this, 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 and you're like you leave the one money you're supposed to mark. Like the one you have one job, man. Literally one job. Yeah, yeah, I think he was the tallest player in the Sevilla team, Rafa Mir, and we left him open. Yeah, that's it. Like, that's what like, like, how does a guy that big goes missing, you know, from uh, our players' eyes? Like, it's just, just, just mad. Like, for me, uh, two major culprits for the goal. Uh, one of this is the obvious one, Militao, and the other one is Mendy, who just, who just saw someone else, maybe his girlfriend in the stands. I was like, you know, just waving to her and just stepped aside. And even Militao couldn't just, uh, you know, like get into the way and try to block uh, Rafa Mir's um, you know, line of sight or anything. So, I, I Militao think, for me, sorry, I, I think uh, Rafa Mir he made a very intelligent run, you know, because like uh, most defenders when when the ball comes, they try to attack uh, the back line on corners. 
But what he did was like he he drew away from them. And Minnow yeah. and Mendy, they were like, okay, fine, we're going to defend our line. Why? Why did that work? It worked because Militao completely lost the flight of the ball. Like, oh, definitely. You are a definitely. top professional center back, man. Like, you are, you are, you're looking at the corner being taken, and then looking at the sky. You should be able to judge where it's going to land. That's what you're paid to do. Like, um, I'm a huge fan of Militao. Like, I want him to succeed and whatnot. But that's his major issue. Like, he is not a uh, very efficient. Uh, while dealing with area balls like uh, it's also evident when he's on the other end of the pitch trying to go as well so it yeah he he needs to sort it out man like uh, i think i think uh, it's a fair point that militao needs there are certain areas of his game that he needs to improve especially like uh, defensive you know uh, defending against crosses aerial mm-hmm. balls and stuff and as you said his uh his play in the opponent opponent box that really needs mm-hmm. to improve but um yeah i think overall he's been he's been decent this season i think he's been he's our best center back he he immediately made made up for that he, his shot is the shot that led to the opening goal like uh, the yeah. um level up the equalizer so i feel like militao has been good just it's just like the similar with our team like always we have just one brain fart and someone does a mistake like this is just like it's like it's written into the laws of the book man like Every game, someone has a shitty moment, and this was a chance. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I, if people will like me saying this, but some you know somebody might say like it is the history of Real Madrid. <laughs> 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 let's let, let's not let's not uh, delve into that. <laughs> uh, but but yeah, I think uh, uh, adding to Farouk's point, uh, Militao was also the guy who actually got an assist for. Uh, he's also the guy who got the, the assist for Vinicius's goal. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. This meeting no longer has a time limit. That's what they showed. Yeah, I think they gave us a free freebie. Okay. Okay. Good. 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 So, um, yeah. Continue on on the point that you were making. Okay, like uh, our defender need, need needs to step up big time because, especially like I've high high hopes for UCL man this time. Like I I feel like we could do something special and we shouldn't let these last few years of you know Benzema Cruz and Modric um just just um get wasted um i i know realistically our chances are very very grim but even then if we want to have uh, a chance in the UCL especially the big knockout games against top opposition we need to be better ideally uh, you guys yeah, definitely. know definitely like how crucial set pieces were for us like when when the chips were down remember ramos's goal against napoli I thought we were done and out, but he rescued us. So we need big personalities, big people who 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 has the uh, guts to take initiative, like grab the game by the scruff of the neck and just uh, you know um, take it to opponents. Um, I think I think Real Madrid has been very lucky for the past decade, especially with Ramos and Pepe first, and then Ramos and Varane. Like right. we had really dominant centre backs, people who could mm. score at both ends. And you know, be be very defensively sound at the back. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think right now this is the first time, like in 10, 15 years, like sorry, not fifteen, ten years, that I'm seeing yes. uh, a, a classic Real Madrid back line. You know, before uh, Ramos and Pepe took over the duties of the centre backs, uh, we had this uh, aura of being uh, not very sound defensively. We always had a crack, and I think yeah. I, uh, this has come back again with, uh, especially with. Uh, you know, 
Alaba is not very good in the air. Militao mm. is good, but he sometimes makes mistakes. And mm. Carvajal, you, you know, he's a fullback, so you cannot expect him to be very good in the air. Mendy, somebody... He's shorter than me, so I wouldn't give up. Yeah, uh, okay, so Mendy is like uh, somebody who like is uh, some people try to doubt him as somebody who could play a center back, but I think he's yeah. also not that great aerially. So I yeah. think if we want to go far in the Champions League knockout stages, uh, yeah. I think we really uh, we really need to consider our defense. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, yeah. To be honest, we do. Well, actually, I feel like these like these mistakes are i don't know i just feel like it, the things are just against the run of nature like how are you gonna fix this the point is like you can remember like the vinicius's back pass casemiro's back pass like now the lack of the marking like these are things that like are so basic that i don't know like how do you eventually fix things like this i i, I don't think it's something that can be fixed in training or something like that because at the yeah. end of the day when training is like you're just simulating and uh, game time is like really different you know when we play the match but the thing is like defenders who are really good they have this knack of you know figuring out when things are about to go wrong and then they take control of that situation they have a thick sense six sense yeah so as yeah. with the ramos and varan and pepe we had mm-hmm. these players and now suddenly we lost both ramos and varan so it's like uh, it's, i think it's tough for us and, and with Militao, yeah, it's, it's, man, to be honest it is like you know I, I i you know actually you you initially mentioned like pepe ramos and then ramos ran like i'm always actually thinking about this whenever i see like actually when i saw the match at the weekend and i saw that i was like thinking like Varane or Ramos would never allow this to happen. Yeah, you know, I like, think this, would have, like, this would never have happened. You know, Ramos would have gotten a PK, but he wouldn't have got Rafa to get that header, man. Yeah. He would have caused a penalty, like, rather than get, let him get that header. Mm. So, actually, you know, that's the thing. So, you just have to think also, like, do we, like, expect too much from these guys? Because we've seen, like, literally the best center back pairing for the last 10 years, something like this. So, you know, this is also something we need to check as well. That's, that's the issue with Real Madrid, bro. Like, if it was... It was Arsenal, you know, and AC Milan. Yeah, I was waiting for this. <laughs> it would have been okay. Like, uh, like I, I wouldn't want to shit on Arsenal players, but at the moment, Gabriel uh, has been phenomenal. So I'm, I'm just, I'm just making a point that you know, like at Real Madrid, you have to win now and win now at all costs. Like there is no time to develop. You know, find your feet. You know, like improve your game. Absolutely no chance. We just need to, you know, like pull through, hook a crook. 